You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride and on Twitter at Slow Ride Pod. Hello and welcome to the 188th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. This is Matt in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Boston. Guys, we may have just witnessed one of the greatest sporting events of our time. Can you believe uh, it? No, I can't, actually. I thought for sure when I was sitting at that bar yesterday oh. that once again my life was going to be a complete disappointment it, with the Minnesota Vikings failing. <laughs> it came down to the once last again. lap, and it could have gone either way. I mean, yeah, but I, the purple guy attacked the purple guy, and then the <laughs> silver guy missed him. And I'm not going to lie. Was. When I was there uh-huh. and everyone was watching the game, I had the men's race on the video, on my YouTube, on the phone. But then, out of nowhere, Prince came alive, and the purple rain took over, and for a magical 30 seconds, it was the greatest moment of my life when the Minnesota Vikings are going to the Super Bowl. Well, They're not going to the Super Bowl that's yet, That's not Tim. quite it. Wait, what? <laughs> There's still one more round? There's still one more round. <laughs> Wait, but I thought that they already started construction for the Super Bowl downtown. I saw pictures of the flyover in downtown that you put up on our Twitter today. It's true. Um, they did already build that crazy flyover in downtown Minneapolis, but that is not Viking-specific. It's just Super Bowl-specific. Mm-hmm. Snow sport adjacent. So what's, what is the purpose of this giant, massive flyover over a major artery street downtown. Well, it's to narrow the street and create traffic problems. Okay. Yep. Um, it's also supposedly they're going to have some skiing and some fat biking, and they're going to put a bunch of snow fat on it, bike. I guess. Little guy, hang on. So yeah, that's what I heard. Ten years this, ago. I mean, I didn't know. Ten yeah. years ago, we had Hope, we had Cash, and we had Crits downtown, and now we have yep. no Hope, no Cash, and we have fat bikes downtown. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is this is quite development. Um, Spencer, you're a, you're a diehard football fan. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the Minnesota Vikings conquering? Oh, yesterday? I am super pumped. I have spent an entire 24 seconds this season watching the Minnesota Vikings dominate um, in an unbelievable fashion, and uh, I'm just I'm just as psyched as ever to. You know, get through. I don't know what another couple of weeks and uh, maybe Super Bowl it up. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, do we have any Philadelphia listeners to the podcast? It can't be. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're can't internet, probably not. Have we? Their thrown internet this? is trash. There, like everything else. So okay, if we did, we'd be getting much more angry, upset emails yeah. and, and tweets and stuff because their fans traditionally in Philly are, I would say extremely the worst nice, the worst nice uh, yeah I was, I was trying Excellent. to think of a nice are they the, way are they worse than are they worse than cleveland fans though yeah i think it's universally known that philly fans are brutal are they that bad i've never been there for the for the the big old bike race they got there spencer you've been there are, are people rude and and full of tude no at no that bike race you know i i spent a brief time in philly uh and i thought everything was fine but People think I'm a jerk, so you know maybe I just yeah, fit right yeah, in. Yeah. Maybe they're my you people. Is it, is it true? In. Is it true at that bike race that they throw cheese steaks at the riders that are getting dropped going up the main? See, wall? that's not very nice. They they or don't throw vegan. them. They just hand them gently. Oh, oh, they just hand them. That's nice, I guess. Hey, uh, so uh, the, are we burying the lead already that Katie Compton won four, her 14th straight national championship at the uh, at the uh, cyclocrosses? Weekend yeah, in Reno? I'd say a little bit, a little bit, that we've been talking about football. A little bit. Well, I think it was pretty awesome. And let me just tell you how I'm going to fix USA Cycling. <laughs> okay. Next year, when Katie Compton goes for her 15th straight mm-hmm. title, yep. USA Cycling should go on the vanguard and be like the first country 
in the world to put the women's race in prime time, have the men race earlier in the day, and let the women's race, which is awesome, fantastic, provided some of the best racing of the entire year, go last. There's no need for the uh, men's race to always be the last race. Every other year, switch it up. That's uh, I think that's a good good medium temperatures take you got there. I think that's good. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's not a hot take. I think we got to get this to Derek Bouchard Hall and get moving on it. Yeah, 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 that's pretty reasonable, Tim. I was expecting a little more fireworks out of you, but that uh, that seems reasonable. Every other year, switch switch the whole... marquee around. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole new Tim, rational <laughs> okay. Tim. Twenty eighteen is that part of your um, resolutions? We didn't really do those on this show, but uh, yeah, yeah, we we didn't do resolutions. Okay. But there's so much to discuss. So this week on the pod, we will be dealing with cyclocross yep. nationals. If you want in depth cyclocross national coverage from like who won the mat, the juniors, fifteen to sixteen year old, our boy Nick Carter from Minnesota got second. But if you want anything more in depth on those types of races, masters races, all of that, go to Crosshairs Radio or Bike Shop CX. They were there. They were there taking it all in. Um, they're going to be able to give you the coverage that you deserve. Wide angle podium uh, uh, partner shows. So let's get right into the show. The big news is Reno showed up. Reno delivered with an amazing course for Cyclocross Nationals. A lot of people were doubting that Reno was going to be a great venue when they first announced it years ago. And uh, guys, they did it. it. The course was fantastic. I like the stairs that were included in various corners. Um, there's one section of the stairs where they made people um, always uh, dismount. Uh, it was like the little three stair riser, and then that one guy uh, Leben or whatever yeah. was just bunny hopping it at full speed. It was amazing. Yeah, they made a lot of people dismount, but a few people not. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. Did I did I screw up that name, oh, Spencer? Yeah. Chris Blevins. Okay. Yeah, you messed that up. Blevins. Um, yeah, yeah. I knew he missed meant, a syllable though. there. Yeah, you, that was a that U twenty three race was rocking, you guys. It was very good. That one was very good. Um, the men's race was uh, the, all the races were very good. The only yeah. one I didn't see was the junior men's race. Um, so I'll rewatch that one and uh, and we'll see if that one lives up. But everything, like Tim was saying, uh, uh, was very good. And, and that's because the competition level is very high and there was never a clear favorite. Even with Katie Compton going for f- number 14 in a row, it wasn't like cut and dry that she was definitely going to win. And yeah. You mm-hmm. can even see that on the finish line, like Ellen Noble within ten seconds of her at the at the line, like six seconds or something. Like yeah, six, that's six pretty yeah, close. That was cool. Yeah, that was exciting. I was, uh, uh, yeah, I was glad it was close. You know, I, you know, obviously, like Katie was saying in the days before the race, at some point she's got to lose this thing. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. Realistically, it can't go forever, but fifteen would be nice. I'd like to see 15, but, you know, it's nice to see that there's some uh, talent coming up that's giving her a run for the money, making her earn it. Um, no, I think Caitlin uh, Keogh and Ellen Noble both deserve a lot of credit for, you know, being there as long as they were. Um, Ellen Noble within seven seconds of the finish, and it's just, um, I mean, but Kate, Katie Compton, 14 years in a row. I mean, it's just amazing. And all those years, think about in the very beginning when she first started winning, starting so far back in the start line. Um, give a shout out to Raylan Nuss of Maplewood Bicycle St. Louis for 16th place in the uh, uh, women's race. Hey, um, St. Louis. Classic yeah. win. So, Love so that St. Town. Louis actually did something good for once. <laughs> yeah, beautiful um, town. Uh, fantastic. And um, into the uh, men's race, was there anything of a uh, note that you guys want to get to uh, right away when Stephen Hyde takes the win over Jeremy Powers on a last lap uh, battle? And uh, Kerry Warner with a very strong third place. I have to admit, I was a little surprised it was Kerry Warner that came out um, with third place over. I thought Tobin Ortenblad, who I chose to win the overall race, yeah. was going to be able to do he it. He was close. Um, but yeah, he was close. Kerry getting the. Uh, Tobin was fourth, right? Uh, Tobin was fourth. Yeah. Curtis White in fifth for the wide angle podium. Um, but. Guys, Stephen Hyde, Jeremy Powers, and I alluded to this on Twitter. To me, watching Jeremy Powers lead it out for so long and to be there on that final lap, it almost reminded me of um, in wrestling. You guys know I'm a professional wrestling fan. Like whenever there's a veteran that's really good, in his very last match, they make him look really, really good. And then he retires by going out on his back. Like he loses, right? And that's like passing the baton. And I felt that Today, it was like Jeremy Powers just being out there for so long that it was almost like he was he knew it was coming and that, you know, you could just kind of see that he was going to die at the end of the movie. <laughs> and then Stephen High just takes the win. Like it was a very graceful, like Powers put it out there. Yeah. He looked amazing. 
Yeah. And I had nothing but respect for what he did, but you just knew he was like, all dogs go to heaven, man. <laughs> Stephen Hyde is the new dog. He's the new the new pup, and he was going to take it. Right. Does this mean your power showing him the way? Your your you're believing the talk that Powers might be retiring soon. It could have been his nas- last nationals. I, I I don't know. Like maybe. Like I. Yes, I'll just throw it out there. Well, I'll take the hot take. You guys can just come at me right. right now. I'm just saying, totally Jeremy Powers right looked like the hero that he is right. by I, I'm, doing all the work. This is the wrongest take in a long time. <laughs> this is terrible. Jeremy Powers is in the form of his life. He's going toe to toe with the best in the U.S. He's had like uh, health issues all year. He hasn't been quite where he's wanted to be, but it looks like he's on the upswing and, and having a great race. He also just had a kid. Of course, he's going to have an off year, like directly well, after Well, yeah, that's kid. true. Yeah, right. like Welcome to the club. Guys, test. Yeah, Cheers. you guys may have some experience there that, that you know, if you wanted yeah. to race on a world-class level, uh, maybe it would be a little tough for you guys right now, you know? What? No, I mean, I if I wanted to race at a world-class level, I could. It's just not, it's just not interesting to me. It just, I think it'd be, sure. I think it'd be boring. More into like and I the think, indie races. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like, I just feel like, I just, I don't know, it just wouldn't be my scene. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like going that fast. It feels sort of showboaty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't. That's the so problem. I don't. Yeah. Um, I mean, it could. Do you, <laughs> no, I agree. Can I think you? powers. I think powers can come back and have a better year next year when uh, him, me, and Tim uh, will all be getting just a little bit more sleep. Mm-hmm. And uh, be a little more rested, a little fresher. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe get in some miles with the uh, you'll, kid in the burly. Y'all be, you know, for the strength training on the climbs, right? And and, stuff. and, and, and okay. you'll all be coming off of uh, you know, a close but decisive loss on your big race from the previous year. So, which so let me say know, this: yeah, yeah. experience. Let me let me let me Schwab reframe again. the question. Let, let me re- <laughs> let me reframe the question a little bit. Okay, reframe in it. that. During the race, when Jeremy Powers was on the front for those like three consecutive laps in a row, right? Yeah. We're all watching it. You can't tell me when he was there or going into that last lap that you thought Jeremy Powers was going to win. This is not a knock on Jeremy Powers' skill level in any means. I just thought that the writing was on the wall that here is the the wily old vet. I, I've heard this. Given the ball, yeah. given the ball to the relief pitcher coming in, like he did his job. Yeah. It looked great, and he was like, you know what, guys, I still yeah. have it. This. But I know that I don't have it at the so end. So I've I've been lucky enough to see Jeremy up up close and personal the last few years out here. Like when he races locally, I've gone to his uh, his Jam Fundo um, and all this stuff, and he looks better right now than he has for the last couple of years. He is definitely on an upswing. I do not think that he is gonna. Even even if he had that, in the, even if he had that in the back of his mind, there's no way. Like the bike racer in him is gonna be like, okay, one more year, you know. Do you? I'm just saying the Undertaker supposedly retired at WrestleMania 30 and he came back at 31. Yeah, it, it's it, it could happen. I, I think. Do you he guys can come back? Go ahead. Do, do you guys know is Powers gonna go over to Europe and and race worlds and finish all the season and stuff, or is he sticking? Is this it for his season? I do not know. Um, yeah, I haven't. I haven't heard either. So I was just wondering if he's going right. to parlay this, he, this form. He, obviously, he did a lot of work because he wasn't. You know, yeah, like you said, he was a little behind earlier in the year, and obviously, he did a lot of work yeah, to get I, to this level to challenge. I would be surprised nationals. if he does because he hasn't gone to Europe yet this season, which is a new thing for him. So, yeah. um, I I don't see that changing uh, for, for worlds man. and whatnot. But yeah, yeah. Um, well. Let's give a shout out to Bjorn Seelander finishing in 18th place. So close, uh, Bjorn. Minnesota favorite. And then in 16th place, Scott Smith of Jam Fund NCC. So uh, good for uh, Scott Smith. Not familiar with you, but you're a hero <laughs> now because you finished 16th place at Nationals. Fantastic. He's got the flowing locks. You should be, you should be familiar. Oh, um, okay. But speaking of uh, Bjorn, like he to. was right up there for the first couple laps in like 8th, ninth, 10th place. Thought he was going to hold on strong for that, but uh, clearly faded uh, towards the end. And uh, I thought your prediction, Tim, of Tobin Ortenblad might be coming true for the first few laps. Like, he really went out to take a stranglehold of that race and bunny hopped those stairs uh, the first time through. Yeah. Like, attacked the entire field from, like, 
fifth wheel or so to get there first and bunny hop him. And uh, was looking really, really Tell me for a little bit. He was looking yeah. really comfortable. Tell me for a little bit. And he, then... Uh, a little bit, you guys were sitting there going like, oh, no, don't worry, Tim picked this guy. It's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, three to go, though. The lights yeah. just absolutely went out for Tobin, and there was no more forward momentum for him. So can I tell you why I picked him? Because I had nothing to lose. Because I knew you guys were going to pick Hyde, and I could I could still come out looking at on top, being like, yeah, you know, I picked Hyde second. You know, he, he really had what it takes. Mm-hmm. But if Tobin would have won, I would have owned that over you guys for pretty much all time. So great stuff (laughs) at uh, Cyclocross Nationals in Reno, Nevada. I think the big thing, the big takeaway, I guess, of our our predictions is not one of us even mentioned Powers at all. And that was – that's something. Yeah. Yeah, none of us put him in in our top three. I I believe I mentioned that if it was a dry course, there was a chance we could have a power sighting. I think you did. But – but I, I wasn't I wasn't sure. And he definitely he definitely surprised me. Yeah. It was good. It was good to see again. It was nice to see. It was it was a good battle. It was great. Well let's um let's continue on for some of the other uh national championships. Anything you guys want to hit from the European scene, um nationals at all? I mean, Anything that stuck out to you? It was basically like everybody that had the jersey got the jersey again. Yeah. Pretty not I mean not well, always, but there was a lot of repeat champions out there. Uh, look, uh, there was one interesting one I thought that you might be interested in, which would be French, the, Steve Chanel. The French with Steve Chanel, yeah. Where? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How out of left field was that? Well, I mean, he's he's done some World Cups this year. He's been decent. I guess I was surprised because uh, he's a hundred Vin- years old. <laughs> well, he's probably my age, man. I mean, that's the crazy thing. It's cycling. And at that, we're at this point where like, I'm like, how old is this dude? And I click on you know, their pro cycling stats page. And I'm like, he's younger than me. Well, well now that's, yeah, now I feel stupid. <laughs> no, uh, Chanel, I, I was surprised because Venturini or whatever, he finished like bottom of the top 10, eighth, yeah. ninth or something. But, you know, like a week or two ago, there was one of the, he went and did one of the Belgian races and, you know, Vanderpool wasn't there. Wow, it wasn't there, but he was hanging close to Corn Van Kessel and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then he was like two minutes off the pace of Steve Chanel. So Chanel's obviously been probably on Zwift or something, just <laughs> pounding out the miles. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> or just riding yeah, in the south of France or something. But no, I like to think that he was on Zwift. I mean, he might yeah. be. I mean, we'll have to check. We'll have to do a little search and when we're on there, see if he's on there. Um, no, I was I was into so, that man. I like Steve Chanel. He's I always seems so happy when he's at races. Very so. happy. Yeah, I thought that was cool. And um, Moray was second, you know. And again, Tim, like you're saying, the old Wiley champion. Mm-hmm. You think you, he's just there showing showing some good form, you know? Like Moray has been French national champion what like 174 times or something at least. Well, there's something about classic about just seeing that uh, French national championship jersey being put on on the podium. Um, and, and with podiums, we did get a, uh, tweet from, uh, Paul Soldo who, uh, retweeted an Allison Tetrick and said, okay, slow ride podcast. I need a rolling ruling on this podium celebration. And Allison Tetrick was talking about, um, a post from, uh, Brad Soner in which 77 year old national champion, Julie Lockhart in Reno went up to the podium with her cat creating the first ever, possibly first ever. We don't know. Maybe she's done this before podium cat. Celebration. Gentlemen, as the arbiters of all things cycling and the experts on cycling. Um, podium etiquette, I would think. Yeah. Podium etiquette. Um, do we allow a podium cat? Um, one, yeah, I mean, one, why not? It's so hard to get your cat out of the house. It's like, yeah. Good effort. I'm going to say one. I think without a doubt. Yeah, I am into it. What? If, nope. Podium dogs, that's kind of cool. Everyone does that. But 77-year-old national champion and, judging by the bands on her jersey, world champion Mm -hmm. at some point, Julie Lockhart, you deserve multiple podium cats. Congratulations. What's crazy is I didn't see a leash on that cat. Oh, that cat 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 has a leash. It does. It does. Okay. Have you seen this cat before, Spencer? Uh, Julie Lockhart is the pride of New England and uh, (laughs) multi-time national champion. Uh, You know, that. Yeah, everybody was very heartwarmed to see that that cat on the podium. So I would look it up if you haven't seen it. It's pretty great. Uh, Julie's awesome. You could actually see her during the uh, elite races in the feed. She was on the hill, like, cheering. So 
She's uh, out there cheering with her cat. It down. I didn't see the cat on the hill during the races, but right. only on the podium. All right, thumbs up, thumbs up on that. And then also we tweeted uh, later. Katie Compton had a fantastic, um, basically tutelage. She was a tutorial on how to actually do a proper podium bike at nationals. It was when the podium was already cleared off. Katie Compton went up there with her national championship jersey and took a sweet picture with that Trek boon, creating a podium boon. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just. Uh... They had that set up. USA Cycling did that for every winner of every race. They had that backdrop set up. They had the little log to sit on in with the bike in front of them, kind of like like the oh, uh, life life better. touch or whatever when you were at your school picture day. Like this was like senior portrait style. It was very good. Well, I and it was you went to life touch for your senior portraits. I went to glamour shots wherever. Really? <laughs> no. Yeah, I had a feather boa. It was pretty good in my hair. Anyway. I thought this was really, it produced really cool pictures. It was, they're shareable. Like it was a good way to show off the equipment that the, that the racer raced on rather than propping it up in front of the podium to ruin the shot for second and third and at nationals fourth and fifth. Um, I just, I thought it was a very classy solution and kudos to USA cycling, uh, for coming up with a way to do podium bikes that, doesn't make me hate them. No, that's right. That was good. Hey, you know, um, did we talk about this earlier? Um, Jonathan Page, ninth place in his very last race ever. Um, how awesome was that to see? Jonathan Page, top 10, going out on his, uh, on his sword, if you will. Um, arguably <laughs> one of the two greatest cyclocross racers the U.S. has ever produced. Yeah. Um, yeah. Behind Katie Compton. Yeah. And, uh, you know, slightly ab- above Matt Kelly. Um, the only world champion that the U.S. has ever put together. But, um, I think I think we've got to give him a bit more than Matt Kelly. I mean, Matt Kelly, yes, he won a world championship, but come on, Paige has been what racing in the elites and racing oh. at the highest level for also like thirty-seven years or something. Mm-hmm. He's probably younger. Than if it wasn't for Katie Compton's but... utter dominance of the field and being one of the greatest cyclocross racers of all time around the world, regardless of gender. Jonathan Page would clearly be the greatest cyclocross racer the U.S. has ever produced. And it was cool to see him get a top 10 in his very last yep. race. Absolutely. Very simple way to go out. Um, other news that is on the radar that's uh, coming up before, like I said, we will be doing a van draft for the top corner draft corner. Um, lots of other things, including listener emails and Twitter mentions. But guys, let's get right into it. We have Tour Down Under updates to get through. We sure do. Now... Now down at the tour, down under. I don't know if you guys saw the news about the. Uh... Ow! What's going on? This is Jeremy Powers, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. This week, the Slow Ride Podcast is. Uh, we mentioned it last week. We have a new partner. Um, joining on board, and that is Endura, Endura Technical Cycling Apparel. You can go to endurasport.com, use the coupon code WIDEANGLE20, that's WIDEANGLE20, to save 20% off on your next Endura purchase. Little guy, it is the middle of winter. How are what? you outfitted out there in Minnesota? I mean, it's nice down here. It's a little chilly, so I've got a Endura windbreaker that's, that's perfect. But you up there, your feet must be getting a little soggy. Maybe your hand's a little cold. Um, yeah. What do you got from Endura to keep you warm? I got some of those Endura booties. Those have been keeping me toasty. Um, that's been my main Endura, my main Endura bit. I gotta yep. say, the fleecy now booties. Now, when spring comes around, you have yeah. a new Endura kit that you'll be wearing. I do. I do. I'm very excited to be the Spanish national champion on group rides, like a total cool homer. And <laughs> I, I tried it on, and it's super comfy, and the gloves make me feel fast. They should. That's right. The and gloves Spencer. are so weird and fast. <laughs> now, Spencer, you, you've become more and more familiar with Endura over the years, yeah. and we'd like to thank their support. But, I mean, they not only made the wide-angle podium kits that you yourself have developed yep. and created, right? Yep. Like you, you designed them. I was in the wind tunnel, some other... actually, with Nairo. Yeah. Yeah. With Nairo. Yeah. And you, you have some Endura gear yourself, uh, keeping you warm and uh, protected up there in the elements in Boston. Absolutely. Um and I, I love all the pieces that I have. They've they've been really good. Um, it it doesn't 
it doesn't take a long stretch of of the imagination to figure out that uh, a Scottish company with the kind of weather they have in Scotland would figure out how to make really good nasty weather clothing you know like the gloves the booties the jackets all that stuff is ju- it's just incredible um so i would uh, i would recommend our, our our listeners to go check it out endurasport.com use that promo code wideangle20 uh for 20 percent off um and and, and of you, course you used it oh yeah <laughs> right like what'd you get <laughs> like i didn't ask you what you got i, d- I saw the, I did. saw the tweet of wide angle two zero and i was like oh you saved some money what'd you buy <laughs> i did use the coupon code because 20 percent off is a lot of money like so i uh i actually got some uh some of the luggage that they make so i have a travel bag coming like a little roller bag for the airport um so i'm pretty excited about that it's gonna and be you, cool is that what you're gonna use to travel to shawam again yeah we do i'm gonna pack it down, I'm, you're gonna, gonna, like, I'm gonna carefully pack my wide angle you, podium kit by endura in there and uh i'm gonna put my podium shoes in there because i'm gonna be on the top of the wide angle uh, uh podium for you know, we may be able to get this we, we may be able to get a wide angle podium the three of us will get on the podium but we'll oh just yeah hide the, blur out the photos of the places so, <laughs> so yeah well you can get that uh that endura flight deck bag and you don't have to pay uh baggage fees mm-hmm. which will be uh pretty good so all right go to endurasport.com use the coupon code wide angle 20 you have to use that after you check out so you get all the way to the checkout point you put in your credit card info or your payment info then the next page, there's a spot for you to put in wide angle twenty, and then you save uh, the twenty percent off. So uh, yeah, you gotta you, thanks to them. You for do their gotta consistent trust support. the system a little bit. Like I was like, "Where's the coupon code thing? Where is it? Get all the way to the end, <laughs> and it? it's there. Yeah. Trust it's us. there. It's there. <laughs> yeah." And we'd, we'd also like to thank Health IQ, who continues on. This is like the tenth month in a row that wide Ang- wide angle network. And the Slow Ride Podcast has been supported by Health IQ. Go to healthiq.com slash slow ride to learn how to save money on your life insurance. They're smart. They're from Silicon Valley. They they have the algorithm. You put in that you're a healthy individual. You ride more than 50 miles a week. Therefore, shouldn't you save money on your life insurance? Because you're not you're not bowling all the time. You're not smoking 20 cigarettes a day. You're actually out there being a healthy individual. I mean, you could be bowling. That's fine. It's a healthy thing to do, I think. Um, yeah, but, pretty much. But yeah, you, I mean, you don't have to listen to us. You don't have to trust us on this. You can trust smart people that have made lots of money over their careers and make smart investments. Like people uh, at Forbes magazine and people at CNBC who report on uh, on the the venture capital that Health IQ is raising, that they're really blowing up and they're becoming a big, big player in, in the life insurance game. And that also helps lower your rates so they're they're like constantly getting getting better it's like it's like you and your training regimen you know like they were putting on the base for a while and now they're really starting to go like they are they are cat twos now cat ones you know like this is not uh this is not something you want to miss so um healthiq.com slash slow ride to figure out how you can save some money um because you take that quiz you score elite and you're instantly going to save some money, and you only go up from there. Yeah. So thanks to them for their continued support. And the other big news is, once again, we do have a Wide Angle Podium Network app. You can get it both in the Google Play Store and the Apple iTunes Store. Check it out. It's an easy way to get all your favorite Wide Angle shows, get them updated. We have a slew of shows. We talk all the time about Bike Shop CX and Crosshairs Radio, but let's not forget we got to hang out. There's a new um, uh the Honest Bicycle program it came out. Adam Meyerson, the Meyerson line, is back from the dead. Fantastic. Other great stuff on the podcast, including Laser Radio, The Consummate Athlete. Um, check it out yep. at a Wide Angle Podium app within the Google Store. And uh, with that, guys, let's get back to some uh, listener emails, reviews, and tweets. All right, guys, we're going to start this right away. We did get a brand new um, review. I have not read it, so I'm just going to I'm just going to go through Uh, (laughs) knee Bali five stars from Becking 28, January 12th. Ran into this podcast two and a half weeks ago, and after binge listening to all 180-something episodes, I'm still on the fence whether or not I like it. (laughs) That seems, yeah, that seems... I think I'll give it a couple more and decide. As a 
Fellow mispronunciation culprit, I feel for Tim. Would be nice to hear about some of the random Greenway finds. Keep up the mediocre work, boys. I'm easy to please. Obviously, because you gave us five stars, <laughs> Becking28. Now, I will say that with Nibali mentioned in such a way, um, I need to come clean. And guys, last week, I made the faux pas, and our single yep. Dutch listener called us out on Twitter Um to basically say that Nibali is not on um, UAE Emirates, which <laughs> oh, has if you could do it. which has uh, Campagnello parts, that he's actually on a different team that has Shimano components, and that team, yeah. of course, would be Bahrain. Yeah, you're getting yeah. your dictatorships all mixed up. Yeah, yeah. So I got them mixed up. I apologize profusely. Never before have I made a mistake on this show. That is it and, is a uh, monument. Like that, yeah. this is 188 episodes now, and we finally screwed something up, and it's pretty bad. And I, you know, we like we like it when you guys call us on that. We want to keep the show honest. Um, you know, if you go back through the back catalog, like uh, like this reviewer had, you won't find any other mistakes. Um, so rest assured. I mean, 180 episodes. They still have eight more to go to get all the way up to. Oh God, <laughs> That's true. Please, um, Ruby Roubaix, another uh, friend of the pod was doing a 12-hour road trip from London to the northern out northern area of uh, England, it looked like. And he had 12 episodes of the Slow Ride podcast he was going to oh, go through. And that just yeah. felt like felt like murder if anybody else was in his car. So, um, oh, you guys don't need to do that to yourselves. Um, <laughs> hey, cross gnats and stuff. Stephen Daly hit us up with an email. Hey, guys, must say you are continuing to kill it. I even went through the back catalog stuff and a great huh. listen. Quick question. What is going on with the timing, lack of timing, of the YouTube coverage at Cross Nats? Well, I don't know, but I wanted to read this email, and the reason why is I thought the coverage was pretty damn good. Um, Tim Johnson, uh, uh, Meredith Miller on the ground I thought uh, was great. I like Brad Stoner. Uh, I think some people think he's a little too superhero-y, like really like everything. You know, like He's kind of like the voice of previews, but um, yeah, I, I thought the coverage was fantastic. What do I you guys think? I think it was good. I think it was really good. I, I... I would. I don't want to badmouth it because I'm so excited that we have coverage this good. There's so many years where it wasn't, and the American race wasn't good. But I wish they could do a little more to get a few more cameras to highlight some of those tech sections on the course. I know they had a few, but I feel like sometimes watching the American races, it's a little hard to tell how difficult stuff is. Like because yeah. you end up with these these far shots, and you don't. You don't get the same shots, obviously, you get like when you're watching the Sporza feed and they have th- sure. 5,000 cameras. But you can always, with those, at least, you can see that that descent is insane. And and, and sometimes watching the American races, you're like, why are they going so slow? And sure. It, from, and, you know, but, I get yeah. that. And that's definitely but that's like nitpicky. A, a budget that's so thing nitpicky. for sure. But I yeah. want to go out and, and just stress that. I thought this year's coverage, you know, well, there's always room for improvement with anything. Um, yeah. I thought it was, it blew the doors off all of previous Nationals coverage. Ag- I thought it was agreed. a big, agreed. big, yeah. big step up. Um, I, I, now, I really thought it was good. I think, you know, like some of the stuff you can't, like if there's a building in the middle of the field and the camera can't see what's going on behind that, that's, there's nothing they can do about that. Right. But like, as far as production quality and and I thought the whoever was producing like switching between crammers did a really good job too like showing us kind of yeah. some of the action that was going on. Well, two things. Um, first off, I don't want. I think Stephen also has a good point. He's like you know one of the improvements that he writes about in his email is just having split timing. I agree. I think split timing showing up on the screen that would be nice. If there is a way that there could be maybe a rolling scroll and you're like, okay, Bjorn Sealander's two minutes behind in 18th place. Like, you know, you kind of get that going. Cause every time we watch a race in Europe, it always sucks. Cause you're trying to find where Hyde is and maybe they'll show the splits for the top 20, maybe, but they never yeah. like, you know, continue. That would be a cool thing to see. So you can kind of always know where your favorite riders are. But I am with you, Spencer, that the production quality on this was fantastic. And one thing I want to point out is that all too often when they hire these um, non-bike racing crews to cover, they tend to like zoom in a little bit too much or they, they try to over 
do the coverage. I know we're we're minor league soccer fans for years. And remember, you would watch a minor league soccer game, and you'd have like the local cable access guy come out to film it, and he would zoom in, yeah. and you would see like the individual facial expressions, but you couldn't see the bigger picture of the the field. Yeah. Or in this case, the actual race course. The the coverage this time, I never felt the cameras were out of place, or we weren't actually seeing the attacks when it mattered. Um, so overall. Kudos to the entire USA Cycling staff, and I know uh, Bill from Crosshairs uh, Radio was also involved with that production um, level. Mm-hmm. Um, so we also got another email from uh, Brian Hancock, a, a race promoter up in the Alma GP in Michigan, and he says, now that Crossnats is wrapped up and we witnessed KFC and Hyde unleash amazing importance, can we focus on what is important? That's right. I'm talking about Fat Bike Nationals. And with that, I'm not going to read the rest of the email, yeah, but um, there you do. Uh, you just want to say thanks for the expert reporting. You absolutely earn every bit of your three-way split of my $5 contribution to the network, <laughs> to Katie Compton and the Wide Angle Podium. Yeah, uh, there you go. Definitely. Um, he did say that the hot rumor from Fat Bike Nationals was Big George Hincapie is planning to attend. I don't think that that's true. I just think he's giving us a uh, easy handout there. So uh, thanks for your participation, hey, we'll uh, Brian. It. And finally, another email from uh, Bill McCusker. What? No Velo Games code for this great cycling event? Of course, I'm talking about Tour Down Under. Hurry up. There's not much time left to get in on the action. Even though this event isn't exactly your favorite event, you could still give eccentric listeners an option for the league. Um, Thanks. Beardless Bent Rider. I did say eccentric. So not only is this guy riding an recumbent, he doesn't have a beard, and he wants Tour Down Under Velo Games. (laughs) It's like Bill, a, I love you. Unicorn. I want you to continue to yeah. listen to the podcast. You are our unicorn, but mm, we'll, we'll hook you up with a Velo Games code of another league that we'll find. There you go. So thanks again for all of our listeners uh, emailing us. And uh, we also got a lot of uh, mentions on uh, Twitter. I'll just pull up a few that came through. Damn Cross uh, got us a screen grab of his local laser tag game in which mm-hmm. Luke Warm finished in first place with yes. 588 points <laughs> over uh, – like the bird, rock roster, and Alan Koss. So great job, Damn Cross, for uh, coming through. Um, Alessandro Allegre hit us up. That's Alex and Dirk on Twitter. He says, Hey, is this how I do the Zwifting? Which we'll get to in just a second. And it was a picture of a $50 bike trainer. And absolutely, if you can get that $50 bike trainer to work with Zwift, we will see you out there. We're working hard yeah. on making this happen. We're not joking around. No. It's more than likely going to happen on Wednesday nights. You're going to be able to tune into a uh, slow ride podcast, wide angle podium network group ride, and we'll be able to uh, hang out, wave at all the fellow digital riders. Yep. It's going to be fantastic. You're not going to want to miss it. And uh, yep. so, yeah, it's going to be good yep. stuff. Yep, we're just uh, we're just waiting on 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 Zwift to get us on the official schedule. Uh, that should happen. And if they don't get it done quick enough, we'll just poach somebody else's ride. So it'll be fine. <laughs> That's right. It's going to be great. Sounds good. So we are coming to Zwift. So uh, uh, if, you, if you like to create long-winded titles of your Zwift rides, mm-hmm. now you'll be able to include uh, the Slow Ride Podcast in that title and not just me. It's going to be great. Um, longtime uh, agitator of the podcast, Jake Steckman, goes, hey, Spencer, do I have to listen to the whole podcast to, to get the code for the, uh, the Endura uh, discount when you yeah. posted it. So Jake, you're not listening anyway, but wide angle 20, there you go. So you can just delete the final uh, half of this episode. Um, uh, hey guys, uh, DJ Burkhart hits us up some concerning stuff here. Not sure if you saw this and it was an Instagram link to Pipo Pizzato. Not a good day on the bike. I fell down in training yeah. due to a hole in the road. I hit my head on the ground, but luckily my helmet saved me. However, I'm okay. Hope to be back on the bike tomorrow. Guys, the maestro, he was yeah. hurt. The base layer was ripped. Are you guys concerned that Pipo is already crashing and it's only January? I'm not, Spencer. I, I got a good I, reason why, but Spencer, how about, how are you? You're the real Pipo people head. Yeah, I'm unconcerned. I, I'm a little, you know, I'm curious about this hole in the road and, and where it came from and who put it there and uh, why mm-hmm. they're trying to damage Pipo. But um, yeah, I think, he's, I think he's refocused. I think he's ready for these uh, second tier semi-classics. <laughs> and uh, and he's really going to make his presence known. Here's the what, thing. What I think, remember guy? the year that he broke his collarbone? Yeah, and he came and back he like came three back. days later? Yeah, and he, and he raced better that year than he's raced mm-hmm. in a lot of years since and a lot of years before. I think he needs a little adversity. Otherwise, maybe he spends a little too much time in front of the mirror, yeah. doing the hair, sort of enjoying himself. 
Also, if he's all bandaged up, maybe he gets a little rest from the ladies attacking him all the time. If you follow him on Instagram, you know he lives a life of leisure. Like he is constantly chilling. So I think I think you're right. I think you're onto something. He needs a reminder that things uh, can be tough. That he can that he can get through it. And I'll, I'll end it with this. The only thing that was surprising to me was that he was actually wearing a helmet on his training rack. I know. So, uh, that seems uh, crazy. That's the but least the picture, believable part. The, the, the picture is of him not in a helmet, though, with a, uh, a multi-tube headband. So I just yeah. think it's all conspiracy to make us so think Euro. that he was in a helmet. So. Oh, my God. Eric Jorgensen hits us up and says, I swear I read the Stephen Hyde slips as he crossed the finish line saying, this one is for the sluggos. True. You can see it in the video. Don't, Just slow it down yep, frame by frame. It. You can see it. Yeah. If you play uh, it backwards, he says, for the slow ride. Now, little guy, I think this one is for you. Uh, Gouda, at uh, Colby Cheesy, longtime listener of the pod. Won a couple of contests, I'm pretty sure. Slow ride pod. <laughs> the Dutch Nats cross race course actually goes through a warehouse with materials, yep. ladders stacked against the wall, <laughs> as well it as did. a brick wall corner for racers to hit. Thought you guys might want to see share so we know. <laughs> What to emulate, correct with our course, enjoy. And if it wasn't for Colby Cheesy, we would not have our Iron Man visors. Um, <laughs> we true. love we love that. So you're killing it on the tweets. Little guy, did you see this cross I course did. going through a warehouse? Yeah, I did. I only watched like half that race because I got to say, <laughs> I love Vanderpool, but geez, he was just... He was making the, the Belgian feed much more appetizing there because you had a little bit of a battle going on. All right. Well, I, I just love getting these uh, tweets. And the final one that I'm going to read this week, the Slow Ride Pod. This is the tweet of the week at the Slow Ride Pod. <laughs> okay. comes to us from Cody right. John Coden. And he says, excited to be signed up for another Schwamigan fat tire. I feel more hype than usual. Could it be yeah. due to the Slow Ride Pod trio coming to the North Woods? Hashtag check fat tire. Now, you can tell that Cody's actually done the Schwamigan Fat Tire Festival before because it was properly spelt. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about this. There are still race entries, so register now. It is in September. It is the biggest of all Midwest mountain bike races. The three of us will be taking each other on. But we will also be taking on 3,000 other mountain bikers that think they are faster than us. And we will prove to you that is probably the case. Yeah. Probably a and, fair number of them, but yeah. a couple. And, you know, we may even, when we're up there in Hayward, we may hang out at a pizza parlor or two. Maybe we'll put together a little uh, get-together so you can uh, hang out with the Slow Ride Pod boys. And uh, and our much better halves as we uh, take over the great northern Wisconsin woods for the Schwamigan Fat Tire Fest. So, Cody, thanks for the tweet. If you're going, let us know on Twitter. Always hit us up at the Slow Ride Pod. You can email us at the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com. And thanks for leaving reviews on Apple iTunes. Mm-hmm. And, guys, you know what time it is? Wait, wait is can something. I do one thing? Can I do one yeah, thing yeah. first? Yeah, yeah. I just want to sure. say one thing. I wanted to tell you guys this, and I didn't want to forget. Today I was riding on a street. There was no one around. There's lots of snow. It's super cold out. And I suddenly rode through like a cloud of spicy cinnamon. It smelled like somebody had just been chewing uh, Big Red. Okay. Okay. I just ran. I just rode through a cloud of Big Red. It was so weird. I looked around to see if someone was like smacking their lips, like right, you know, nearby, like blowing it. No, just. A hanging cloud of big red. I don't know if it no. hangs lower with the cold temperatures. Were you sure it was it's weird. big red? Or were you near well, like the exhaust port of like a uh, 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 downtown food court mall no. Cinnabon? No, no. No, no, no. I was over in Elliott yeah. Park. I was right off uh, Centennial. So no cinnamon, no oh. Cinnabon over there. No. Okay. No. That's why I'm saying that- it was weird. It was. I, I, I wrote about a block before I was like big red. That's totally big red. So anyway, this- sorry. Go on. No, it's fine. We're going to continue on for Top Corner Draft Corner. I got to give a shout out to my much better half, Sarah, who came up with this idea throughout the week, has been giving me all types of advice on who to draft and what to draft. In this week's episode, Vans, she's like, hey, draft some Vans. And guys, I am ready to hustle. We are going to go five rounds, Serpentine Draft, one, two, three, three, two, one. I think it is only fair that um, little guy goes first, Spencer second. I go third this week Wait, because okay. that is the results of the last draft um, update when we put it on Twitter with the poll. When little guy's horrible first pick of Terrible. education first was the first. Actually, little guy, that was such a bad first pick. 
that as the commissioner I mean, of the top I've corner won. draft corner, I don't know you now you get to draft second. <laughs> Spencer yeah. gets to draft first. Oh. I will be drafting third. Oh, all right, whatever. Um, because you, you you muddied the name of the Slow Ride podcast by choosing that kit first. How can and, you guys uh, say this? That's, I think the listeners have spoken. This is, this is yeah. I I agree with this, but let's let's just stick with your original uh placings tim like we'll go we'll go off the results of the poll on twitter because okay it's only fair that's something verifiable i mean all right all right little guy you get to go first the commissioner has been overruled by the board by the membership little guy you have the very first pick in the first ever top corner draft corner vans okay please go ahead and choose the van of your choice i'm gonna go with a uh subaru sambar I'm going to go with the fourth generation. That's a weird. Subaru Sunbar. Now, Sunbar. Now, now Spencer, you wanted this guy to go first. S-A-M-B-A-R. I don't think that you're going to have to prove that this has something to do with cycling. It's a van. You can put your bike in it to drive you to a Has any pro team used it for such purpose? No. Tim Tim laid out. Tim When Tim laid this out to me, Spencer. Hey, you just have to choose vans. I, Any van. I haven't heard. I'm justifying it in the realm no. that you can put your bike inside of it and you can drive to the race in this All right, classic. This is a I mean, cycling van. podcast. I do not. I, I, I'm saying I'll let it slide if you can tell me that Steve Tilford used to use this van or something like no. that. <laughs> it's Steve Tilford couldn't have fit in this van. So I am looking at the Subaru Sambar. I don't know. Maybe you can fit your bike in that. Um, yeah, so, I'm small. I read you know, like I, a fifty-three. Whatever, I, I'll let you go with that. It, All right, I just sure. didn't want it to go away. I got this some. Is, I got some I, way I'm more su- cycling related. I'm surprised ones, you took that I, van. You yeah. t- of all vans, were you that worried? You take it. That's were you the worried you that we would take this pick? Is that why you took it with the number one draft pick? Well, Spencer, I was a little worried that you would take it. Actually, I was a little worried that Tim was going to pick a van again, and then somehow you'd with the serpentine you'd pick uh this and the mitsubishi delica and i'd be mm-hmm. all out of mm-hmm. physical vans to get to a bike race in <laughs> okay so so you're right, looking well, to load up whatever. a van with vans is, well is i don't the know how i'm going. gonna get all my va- yeah i don't know how i'm gonna get all my vans to the race if i don't have a van i mean okay well <laughs> okay. you're you're you you're on the record then have all taken right. a subaru something another with your very first pick uh, sambar it's so cute. Okay. You just everybody it, out there just. So I'm just gonna let you know that I had 30 vans on my list, and I still have 30 vans possible yeah. to choose from. Yeah, I, well, that's my my I'm, goal is to so have. What do you got, only Spencer? Vans. What's your what's your yeah, number you, one you've van? You've had your this... time, little guy. We're done hearing about this van. Um, what's your second van? Of I'm choice? gonna take the Ronda van Vlanderen or Tour oh. of Flanders. Because uh, off my list. that is yeah. the number one van that you could get in cycling. Classic, a monument. People probably want it. <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah, there's no way to find out if that's <laughs> true. <laughs> it's really hard to say, but so, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Uh, All right, Spencer, solid pick. That was in my top five that I was going to be going for. I thought that I would be able to sneak in the Ronde Van Vlanderen to uh you know sneak you guys out but um i good pick i i have nothing else to say probably arguably the greatest bike race of them all um definitely Milan, with the van besides besides my pick milan van ramo that's nope, nope. nope. Oh, not okay. gonna take that all right so i will uh pick first and uh guys i will um i'm gonna go right away i i i'm going whole whole um Holistically here. So first I'm going to choose you were um, say whole one of, the first ever rider to win all six race monuments. Of course, Rick Van Loy, uh, former yeah. – um, okay, five monuments, won it, crushed it. That's going to be my historical draft pick. Wow. That's Rick Van Loy. Now, of, um, now, do you have the Wikipedia how, page up? Because how did he do I, at the Japan Cup? I do exist. not see him even racing the mm. Japan Cup because I'm pretty sure – when he was in his prime, that race didn't even exist. Don't know if that's but, a number one pick. Don't know. Uh, that's a good what? pick. He's, I'm he's, impressed. I'm just impressed that Tim. I mean, he's arguably one of the greatest I'm, racers of all time, Spencer. I'll give it that, five out of six monuments is pretty good, but no Japan Cup. I, I just don't know. Spencer, he's won a right, He's won a stage in every Grand Tour. Is at the top of his um, okay Wikipedia page. Sure. So thirty-seven stages, not too bad. Anyone 
the five monuments of cycling. I, I, I don't know what else to say. Minus so. the fan cup, but yeah, I get it. Okay. All right. So I'm taking Rick Van Loy with my second pick. Um, I figured I needed a modern racer. So I'm going to go with Greg Van Evermont. Mm. Um, okay. The gold medal champion GVA is now on my team. So I have two solid picks um, to uh, begin uh, getting this squad together. So I have Rick Van Loy. And I have GVA. See, you guys speechless. Such a great pick. Yeah, it's great. a solid pick. I can't argue with it. I mean, you know. Except he's, he's on BMC. That's like the only thing that I. That's why I put him down to the second round. <laughs> all right. Yeah, there's uh, not much bad you can say about Greg. It was. It's all right. I mean, I think there's better classics riders uh, uh, that you can choose um, with a van. With the, oh man. Yeah. All right, let's, I don't know let's if hear you it, can, Spencer. Current riders, I think you're going to have trouble, but anyway. Current-ish. Current-ish, and I'm going to go with okay. Peter Van Pettigum. Yeah, very nice. Right. I He's, had him on my list, but every, not bad. Yeah, blow it off if you want. He's won everything. <laughs> blowing it off. He crushes off. everyone. He taught everybody how to race to our Flanders, which I might remind you was my first pick. I've got a theme going, you guys, and uh, I, I see that. This is how I, I win I like, the Twitter polls <laughs> because mine make contextual sense. I, I like I, it's a good pick. Uh, I remember reading an interview with him once where he talked about uh, having his little garden at home and how he liked to drink beer, and he seemed pretty down to earth and sort of like there was about three weeks that mattered in the whole season, and then the rest mm-hmm. of the time was just uh, casual group rides and having a good brew. Yeah, um, he seemed. And he liked to hang out at the back. Yeah, all, uh, all three of us, good. but that we, yeah. for different reasons because we're on the on the edge of our saddles, dying, and he's sure. chilling. But uh, is it my turn? Yeah, yeah, it is. Back oh, to you on the turn. serpentine with your second pick to make up for your Subaru Sambar physical van <laughs> draft pick, little guy. What are you going to put in your van? All right, first I'm going to put an Edwig Van Hoydonk in my van. He's going to look good in there. I don't know if I'm going to put him in there in the Super Confex or the Buckler Kit. I think I'm going to put him inside in the Buckler Kit. Wow, and who is this racer? Um, please uh, educate yeah. me. Not the Tim, smartest guy right he's here. He's the boss of the Bossberg. That's his nickname, my friend. Uh, Spencer, I believe he uh, won your little race that you drafted twice. Oh, so That's, that's pretty good. Go. That's pretty good. He's Almost He rode level. for... He rode for a, <laughs> he rode for a bunch of good teams in the late mid eighties to mid nineties, and uh, he was pretty awesome. And he's got some sweet hair. All right, so nice. All right, there you go. So, little guy, you have a um, a rider. Um, I, I got uh, pronounce his name again uh, for me. Edward Van Hoydunk. All right, Van Hoydunk. Cool. I probably the boss of the boss. Getting it wrong. Um, and now, what's your third pick? First pick of the third round. Third round. Now. Now, here's the thing. I'm just, you know, it's like I just want to make sure that I've got all the good Buckler riders. Mm-hmm. And it's a little, he was on Buckler a little bit after his prime here. But I'm going to go uh, with Eric Van, Van Der Rodren. I'm probably getting that wrong. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So I want to make sure I've got just like a solid Buckler crew here. So we, we're good? on Colnago's. We're looking so good wow three picks that people have never heard of fantastic <laughs> stuff what was his nickname the yeah. boss of the bossberg uh, no i don't think his name was the boss of the bossberg tim that would be kind of weird if two guys had the same nickname <laughs> on the same team uh, all right and uh spencer with yeah. the your second pick in the third round middle well, we're, we're, we're we're speeding along here yeah i i had a a pretty decent sized list of of uh van related cycling things <laughs> and it's still made up and and now i'm having trouble deciding which among my many choices that are still available <laughs> yeah. uh, to choose so i thought i thought i would be getting down like starting to scrape uh some of the uh more curious uh choices here but um like yeah there's so many there are left that i don't know what to do i i we might have to make this seven rounds between just me and you oh i can just keep picking true. them so I have three more picks. I'm going to go. I'm going to pick uh, Anna Vanderbregen. 
good, good pick. She, yep, that was my next pick. She, so I, I, she I like this for multiple the reasons. Clear best uh, uh, van cyclist out there right now. She uh, obviously um, won uh, the Olympics in Rio. She's won the World Tour standings this year. She won the Giro Rosa. She won the Tour of California. And most importantly, and maybe exciting to little guys, she did the Ardennes sweep in 2017. Yeah. Uh, winning LBL, uh, Amstel, and um, Fletch. So, oh, great, I think it's great pick. She was, uh, she was the top uh, woman van on my list. Um, there's still one more that uh, I'm going to take with my final pick in the third round, and that's going to be Annemiek Van Vluten. Pretty good. Um, who Spencer did win the 2011 version of the Tour de Flanders. So you failed to pick a female winner of the um, of the race. You did you did get a third place, but uh, Annemiek Van Vluten did win Tour of Flanders in 2011. So she is how'd my she, third pick. What she do at those Olympics? Um, and she is currently the number one racer in the world according to the UCI World Tour standings. So she had uh, the you know. she had the great comeback from the crash at the Olympics. She was the yes. one who, who went down on the that tragedy. Episode. Oh yeah, yeah, it was it was brutal. It's so, it's um, amazing uh, that she is doing what she does these days. Um so that gives me two picks left. Um and th- there are argu- I mean there's so many classic picks. So I'm just going to go out there and um Guys, I am going to take the smiling assassin, two-time Giro d'Italia winner, Ivan Basso, who uh, is going to be rocking. Wow. So, stretching, the, stretching the linguistic, I think, a little bit. But Why? Ivan? V-A-N? How do you spell yeah. Ivan? I don't no, know how no, you spell it in true, Minnesota. It's true, it's, it's Ivan true, Basso. And I am not just going to take any Ivan Basso. I am going to take 2006 Ivan Basso when he's on Fossa Bordalo, um, just because that kit was so fantastic <laughs> okay <laughs> pretty good i can't I, still be on fossil bordello in 2006 i'm, I'm calling okay it, I'm 2001 calling to 2003 it. i just had to look on wikipedia so all right yeah ivan basso gonna... um now he didn't have very many good results then he did win the best no. young rider the tour yeah. de france but I, man, he, he didn't he get good, good until <laughs> he was on that uh, bjorni reese team when he was on the program yeah but i'm gonna give it up for ivan basso um for my yeah, pick. And uh, Spencer, back to you for your uh, third pick of the uh, van corner. And we might go to a bonus round because there's still so many left. There's so many left. Got? And and I'm I'm a little surprised. Uh, I thought maybe little guy would snap this one up. But I'm going to do it before he gets a chance to. Oh, what are you going to do? <laughs> I'm going to take uh, camper vans. In general, camper vans on the Tour de, Flan- <laughs> Tour de France climbs, the lining the roads. I'm taking vans? all the camper vans that line <laughs> the the twisting switchbacks up the mountains in France uh, every July. Those are now on my team. Wow, all of all right. them. Okay, well, so you got a lot of places to blood dope your riders. Excellent. <laughs> so camping vans take the entirety. Now, we don't know if... Now this obviously so see, does not include the I Subaru Sembar because that is not a camping van. To cycling, no. So I feel like uh, uh, camping vans. Oh, it's okay. There's still so many vans that could be drafted. Mm-hmm. Little guy, with your um, final two picks, and we might go to a bonus round because this is just so much fun. <laughs> right. Little guy, what do you got? Well, I can't believe I I haven't gotten this deep, and I and I get to pick Matthew Vanderpool at this point. Um, mm-hmm. That's pretty nuts. So. Taking Matty Vanderpool. Right. He's Matty crazy Vanderpool not to is have off the board. Picked. Well, again, we didn't pick a Subaru Sambar with our first pick. So uh Matty Vanderpool for a little guy um mm-hmm. getting in yeah. that van. And little guy, no questions there. What's your fifth pick? Final this is tough. original I have, round. I have a question, this is I'll tough. Okay. It. All right, all right. Well, I, I want I kinda wanna hmm. uh I'm gonna pick Oh, it's tough. I'm going to pick future classics winner TJ and Carter. the tastiest man in cycling, Taco Vanderhorn. <laughs> Taco like, Vanderhorn. How do you not? How do you not have a guy? Spencer, named Taco? I think little guy may have just won the draft with Taco Vanderhorn. <laughs> I forgot about that guy. Taco Vanderhorn. We still got. Look, some I mean, he's got some decent results, but we got nothing major. He's on room pot, but I, you know, he's young. He's only 24, and for some reason, his parents named him Taco. So. That's pretty good. All right, there you go. And uh, Spencer, what was your question that you wanted to ask? Um, well, 
I was curious why little guy would take um, Matthew Vanderpool when he could yep. have just said, I will take the Vanderpools and, well, and roped know... in David and Audrey Vanderpool all I, into see, one solid I... pick. I guess what we need is a more clear definition of the rules from our leader here. Because if that is the case, then obviously, I mean, I thought about picking Vanderpools throughout this thing, just going down the list and picking Vanderpools. There's probably deeper cut Vanderpools we don't even know about that were like, you know, national champion in 1936 or something, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm, Probably. I mean, I'm just putting it out there. Uh, No backseas. So unfortunately for you... Uh, Andre Vanderpool is still out there. I'm not going to take him, though, so you can still, you know, maybe with your bonus round, you can grab him. Um, no, that's it. So I'm looking across uh, uh, my picks so far, and I'm feeling pretty solid about this lineup. I've got the number one race out there. I've got one of the greatest racers of that race out there. I've got one of the greatest women's racers of all time out there. I've got the fans lining the course in their camper vans. But I don't have any bikes, so I'm going to take uh, Van Dessel. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny. Um, okay, an American bike, mm-hmm. right? Aren't they? Are they from? They're from, your, they're from your New Jersey. Ah, oh, New Jersey, where all the most beautiful things are from. Yeah, Garden um, State. Good pick. I was I was thinking of the Van Dessel bus for my like vehicle of choice i was thinking the van dessel bus because i've seen that at races before classic pick with van dessel um way way to go i, I yeah. like it they're uh they make that the goofy tube bike they're all the curvy the all curvy curvy they make a lot of bike. they make a lot of bikes and uh they're all gonna they're be used all... at a great event yeah. that i'm putting on tickets are only 50 dollars. selling out fast head over to wideanglepodium.com slash slow ride to find out more Wow. Now, I could Solid be sleeping. Wow. <laughs> I could be I have the last pick. I could fall asleep like Rip Van Winkle. I um, you know, I could just uh. kick your guys ass like Jean-Claude Van Damme would while listening to Van Halen or Van Morrison. There's so many choices that I could go. Hmm. But um <laughs> I'm going to say that guys, we need to stretch this out for another round because there are so many classic vans to go with. And you know, I was thinking, little guy, originally that you were going to take the Vanagon. I thought that was just an obvious choice that you were going to take Vanagon. You didn't. I'm mm-hmm. not even going to take a vehicle because um, I am just going to go uh, straight for it. I, how has no one taken Sylvain Chavanel yet? It is beyond me. <laughs> Nothing like a last-minute attack to make the race exciting. Sylvain Chavanel, mm-hmm. my fifth pick also in good. the Van Draft. I think that has more to do with the fact that you've been spending the entire week researching this and since yeah. you just told me <laughs> and Spencer eh, four or five hours ago, we're kind of having to go off the names that don't have Van hidden in the middle uh, <laughs> of them since we haven't I mean, little guy had a whole week. Let's let's just, you know, call a spade a spade. This is all Sarah's work. This this is not <laughs> oh, this yeah. does not have the stink of Tim Hayes on it. <laughs> Wait, are you saying that the English professor <laughs> in the family uh-huh. uh was uh-huh. was particularly interested in this uh little I'm, linguistic fun we're no, having currently i would never cast dispersions but you know there's does... some pretty good ones still out there guys um, oh i know i know i know so it's so, spencer keep it going so what, are what we do you going got to, are we that? going to a lightning round is that what you're saying let's let's yeah, say yeah. the serpentine just... is done that was the final draft yeah. of the serpentine yeah. let's we go one, two, three in order. Little guys starting with our lightning round final draft pick to close. Well, it let's out. keep going. Let's let's just see how many more we got on our list. Oh, we, no. we don't need to explain this, them. This let's just keep going. Will go three hours long. Yeah. What, what do you got, little guy? What's your first one that you come up with? Well, I mean, Spencer brought it up before. Andre Vanderpool. Uh, I mean, obviously, the dad of the great Vanderpools was All also right. a world champion well, in what, his own right. Hard Spencer, what do you got? All right, my uh, my final um, lightning round. Pick final. There's more. There's more going. No, no, Come on. We're, we're cutting it off here. I'm gonna go with Wout Van Aert. Like, how can you not okay. pick Wout Van Aert? Great cyclocross racer, world wow. champion currently, and future winner. So of you're gonna take tour of Wout, Flanders. You're gonna take Wout Van Aert over Lars Vanderhard, Corn Van Kessel, Michael Van Tornau, Ellen Van Loy, and Canadian national champion Michael Vandenham. Yes. Uh, I mean, okay. Oh my gosh, Spencer, um, you stayed at your house. 
I, mean, I know, Manahan has stayed at my house. Sorry, He's, Mike. Dude, that hurts, man. If if what? you ever have to vote out, Al- like draft Allens, and you don't pick me, I'm gonna be. I mean, I'm gonna be really hurt. <laughs> <laughs> no one has taken Frank Vandenbroek, Stein Vandenberg, or Johan Van Summeren, and yeah. TJ Van Garderen hasn't even gotten to mention or no. Christian Vandeveld. But guys, you're leaving Tour de France winner. Not guilty, never once tied up in a doping scandal. <laughs> Multi-time collarbone breaking. Cadell Evans. How are you leaving him off the board? Cadell Evans comes in with the final lightning round pick. And I didn't even have to stoop so low, little guy, to take Andy Van Slyke, former center fielder of the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> Is that your deep, deep, deep cut in case we picked all the other ones? Oh, man, what a great time. Let us know who you would pick in your uh, your Van draft. But uh, I'm pretty sure I won um, with Rick Van Loy, Greg Van Evermet, um Van Vluten. Yvonne Basso and Sylvain Chavanel, uh, come at me. No, no one can. No one can beat that. Mm, we'll let Twitter decide this one again. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember who I picked, so we're definitely gonna let Twitter yeah, decide. This has well, to go to a vote. <laughs> and with that, we'd like to thank you for listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Really like to thank Wide Angle Podium sponsors, Health IQ. Go to healthiq.com/slowride to learn how to save money on your life insurance. Also, Endura Technical Cycling Apparel. Go to endurasport.com and use the coupon code WIDEANGLE20 to save 20% on your next purchase. Thanks for emailing us at theslowridepodcast at gmail.com, hitting mm-hmm. us up on Twitter at theslowridepod, mm-hmm. leaving us a review on Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks again, and always wave at your fellow cyclists, even if they are driving a VW Vanagon. And uh, with that, I'm Tim in Orlando, Florida. Oh, I'm Matt. I definitely wave because I'm in another van again, and it's against the law if I don't wave. And I'm Spencer in Boston. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com. And on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. I will say the hidden ones, Cadell Evans and Sylvain Chavanel and Ivan Basso, those came from me. But, you know, I know you're not going to give me that credit.